What am I doing on this call, Kev? Welcome back to oh. We'll Save the Interview. Woo. I will be your host, Kevin Decker. <gasps> I stole it from John, just like <sighs> I did the GM seat for Unknown Treasures. Um, but this is an interview show, and it takes two people to do an interview. So let's bring on our first guest, Jonathan Swanathan. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jonathan Jonathan. Wait, bring bring Jonathan in here. No, this is no. no. That, that, that was my time to shine. All right, I'm leaving. Now. John turned off his voice modular, and this is his actual Jesus. voice. Everybody. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Sorry, I just turned my voice modulator back on. All right, hold on. I had to pitch it up a little bit. There we go. That was good. All right. Now that you're all fixed up and ready to go. Welcome, yeah. John. Welcome. How are hey. you feeling tonight? What's 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 new? Good. Bummed, bummed that my alter ego, Jonathan Swanathan, couldn't take the stage for the first yeah. time ever. Yeah, it's a bummer. Actually, uh, my friend... Uh, Andrew Hansen, shout out Andrew Hansen. You know Andrew. He uh, he has amazing handwriting, and I've known him since sixth grade. And at one point in eighth grade, I think he w- he made fun of my signature because I don't have that great of handwriting. And he was like, "Your name looks like it is Jabonathan Wan," <laughs> and I was like, "You're a that's absolutely correct." So that's how I sign all my cards to him. Jonathan Juan. Jabonathan Juan. Juan. Jabonathan Juan. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Very it's your easy. classic your classic mistake when when reading Jonathan Swan. <laughs> uh, the eye who likes to play tricks on you. I just do I well I, you've seen my signature. It's a loaf of bread and a hockey stick and a it's Nike awesome. swoosh. Um, yeah, because you're I'm, an illustrator artist and and you're skilled and it looks I cool. I spent at least three six hour watches just writing my signature over and over and over again. Cause I wasn't I wasn't happy with my signature and I just kept trying different things and I was like, I kinda like that. And so I stuck with it because my dad's signature has always been this, like he has a very vertical, large letters. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, you see a K and then mm-hmm. you, uh, you see that the T for his, cause it's Kenneth, you see the T mm-hmm. and then the D is a big D and then there's another K in there for Decker <laughs> and it, yeah. but the rest of the letters in there are just little scribbles. And I just, I've always loved his signature. And so I was like, I need, I need that for me. I need a cool signature. Yeah. So I have that now. So, so that is your signature now, right. and you spent a long time perfecting it. And to be clear, you weren't writing on the walls, right? Which would be really creepy. No, I had a, I had a notebook. I had, okay, I had a little, yeah, I got to burn yeah. burn that thing because it it had all my secrets in there. Oh well, it's also every, every iteration of my signature for, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it had your secrets, right? Which which seems to me like a great uh, great you know simile just for your descent into madness because at yeah. first it's your secrets <laughs> maybe a couple signatures then some more just got and then just the, pages of pages just all over the wall <laughs> just, just 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 a big d i, I used to just put the papers i would put the paper on yeah. the wall yeah um, yeah exactly no. but yeah my dad's signature is a literal scribble so that's how he's always signed it i'm like all right cool sounds like is he a doctor because that makes know. sense no, uh, uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, actually, yes, she is a doctor. I, t- I take that back. He is a doctor in ethnomusicology. There you go. There, yeah. yeah. So he has the right to just scribble. Apparently, that's a he, rule. Yeah, he, it's it's like he always knew that he would become a doctor. Yeah. And oh, he was doing that before he was a doctor. So that's yeah. He, he was yeah. cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was or cheating. He's, or he's foretelling it. I Wait, Kev, I didn't. I didn't ask you. How are you doing today? I'm good. I've had yeah. a. I, I I just got back from New Jersey. That was a fun trip. Do you have uh, any gabagool? 
I didn't. Well, no, maybe I did. I don't know. But it's fun. So we're, the company I was at, they, they serve lunches and, and every day there's three, three days of, of this review and every day uh-huh. or every time they serve the same, same meal in, in the same order. So the first day is always sandwiches from this one deli up there. And the second day is pasta from this, uh, this pasta place. And the third day is pizza every time, always the same three restaurants in the same wow. three order. Like, yeah, but wow. it's, it's good. I liked it. Well, um, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, but I'm hoping now that's all that matters, and I'm here hanging out with my friend John. I tell you, my oh, one of my awesome. best friends. You were definitely one of my best friends, uh, if not oh, the dude, bestest. Oh, you're one of my best friends. Oh, what? 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 Air what? hugs, dude. There's no uh, air hugs. Because we're, I thought twenty five, three thousand miles. Second, I thought Grayson was my best friend. Was... Yeah, dude. No, like no, he's my bestest. son. Come on. Wow, that felt very nineteen fifties <laughs> of you. No, he's my yeah. son. There's come here, son. Let me shake your hand. We argue all the time about who this, the adult is in this room. Those are that relationship. <laughs> yeah. I'm the adult. No, no Grayson. I'm the adult. Yeah. You sit down. Yeah, it's classic. I guess uh, he told Lauren um, that he missed. Like I was like, oh, texting them on my way home, or I was I was doing it over Siri. Like Siri, tell mm-hmm. tell Lauren I made it to Maryland, and um, she responded back, and I didn't realize it was from her. Cause, uh-huh. cause, uh, it was in the car and over audio, but it just uh-huh. said, uh, I miss him. And the next line was, I'm going to tell him I don't like that sound. And I, I finally stopped at a stoplight and like checked the, the message and it was quotes. So it's from my son, but he doesn't oh like the, God. he doesn't like the sound of the rental car horn. Like when it what? when it locks and it goes, it actually yeah. honks. And he's yeah. he waited three full days to tell me that he didn't like that sound. So <laughs> and he told, my, he told my wife, "I'm gonna tell him I don't like that sound." And the first I thing he said to me when I got home was, "Hi, Daddy. I don't like that sound." And I was just like, "Great, thank you." And you're like, "I'm the adult in the room, right? This is what I do. <laughs> yeah, you go rent your own car if you want to uh, do that." That's funny. That's very cute. Cool. And well, then, that I think that yeah. that was that was fun banter. I loved it. That was great banter. That was, I was going to ask you. Classic. I heard you wanted to talk about Foundry. Uh, I just wanted to shout out that Foundry is awesome because as Kevin and I were getting warmed up a couple times, Kevin was like, "All right, I'm ready," and I'm like, "Hang on, I'm still, I'm still change this tile. Uh, th- th- this tile, I got to rotate. Hold on, hold on. I can do an internal." Uh, halo on this uh, on this light. Hold on, and then if I combine it with this other light, then it looks cool. Yeah, that was that was cool. So shout out to Foundry. Good times. sweet. And, and yes. you're, you are doing Foundry in preparation for what? For uh, just for fun. Okay, cool. For, just check. Yeah. Definitely had not going on. No? God, man, if this was for a podcast, I would just be <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. Ah. Speaking of podcasts, though, I have these three little cue cards here. Um, Ooh. I wow. I like stole them from the other host of the show, um, and <laughs> wow. I got three questions to ask you. So I'm just gonna <laughs> okay. jump into it. Question number one. Number one. Tell me about your characters that you play in Threefold Conspiracy and Unknown Treasures. And Unknown Treasures. Okay. Oh, I gotta think about this. It's a lot of. Should I pull a Kevin Decker? I play. I don't know. Uh, Algiati. Oh. I play, uh, uh, you know, I play, uh, uh, what play? Uh, I play, uh, Gnarly Yelamas, uh, Che Daisha. I'm the GM of Threefold Conspiracy, yes! so I play all these other characters. I and knew you that. Know, I, was, I knew that. Really? I knew yeah. that you were the GM. I didn't know that. 
I just thought I was hanging out and I never made a character. I was a little late to the party. You know? So I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah. I'll just my, play my something. My PCs keep dying. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, please. Like, we don't have to get into a fight. Like, I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> That's funny. What a fun concept for a show. You're like, I didn't know I was jamming. I thought I was just playing with everybody else. We, that, what? Write that one down in the notebook. Wait. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll write it down. You know, I was thinking about it the other day, and I was trying to think about all the PCs, the NPCs that I have created. And so, who knows? Maybe there will be some more NPCs that I've created. And every NPC you make is friendly and does not want to fight whatsoever. Yeah, because I don't know that I'm GMing. Right. So, yeah. They're always going to be friendly. Definitely not going to be uh, mysterious duplicitous in any way that would somehow align with the banner title of the show the three fold conspiracy definitely not for well sure. there's three folds to it so one of those folds yeah. could be good we don't know it, yeah it which is like an origami fold it's good yeah. so in uh the uh brilliantly run well, unknown you. treasures I I yes you're just saying that because i'm here <laughs> <laughs> no well i would also say if you weren't here but it'd be weird to be on the call by myself saying that so uh uh, I play Rolu, uh, and I am the, I guess, best companion, best friend of here's Fabricius, and maybe here's his most trusted confidant, is a way to put it, co-worker, colleague, and I uh, I served on here's his ship. Speaking of ships, I'm in my can- head cannon. I'm shipping uh-huh. them. I learned that from. Oh, I oh think, yeah. I think uh, Hears and Rolu actually were secretly had a connection, a rom- I mean, romantic connection. I mean, and that's why Hears was so upset when spoiler alert, um, Rolu was killed. <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode one, <laughs> wait, sorry, what was that, Kev? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Rolu died. Um, yeah, Rolu died. <laughs> I guess this this is kind of a follow up question Jeez. because it, it, this is. This is a different interview in the fact that you are the GM of our main show and you were mm-hmm. a player in this one. Rolu was actually the first time that you ever played a character in Starfinder, correct? Correct. I I'm very curious, like, what is your experience with being going from omniscient and om, omnipotent GM of every game you've ever played for Starfinder, and then going to a very limited first person perspective of Rolu? <laughs> oh, it's so freeing. It's so nice to just have one character to focus on and lean into and develop. And I definitely made too much backstory that now I have to fill in in threefold and link up somehow because I was like, this is cool and this is cool. And what if you did this? And then you would throw something at me, Kev, and I'd be like, oh, that's awesome because that fits in with this. But how do I share that? And there are definitely things that I didn't share that what? I would love to have shared. Yeah, about You can share them here if you want. <laughs> Like, uh, you know, I, I think I, I talked about, I think I talked about Rolu. So one of the, oh shoot, I'm trying to find it right now. One of the important milestone moments in a Kasathan's life is when they go on a sort of journey for about a year where they can leave the Adari or their family and go do things. And I, you know, I, I, I believe I, I shared that Rolu spent time on a Xeno Wardenship around that time and then i just never got into what happened after that and rolu was trying to 
maybe not be the most forthright about uh, his precog abilities, right? And they they felt like maybe I don't always need to share that. And I'll just say that, you know, sometimes things happen on their own. Sometimes, sometimes you need a little coaxing, need a little training to get things. So there's parts of Rolu's backstory that I, I want to tie in. Maybe it'll tie. I feel like now that you say it, I think you and I definitely had some conversations out like off air about like the direction of the show. And I think you revealed some things to me about Rolo that I was like, Oh, that's cool. And I don't think it ever came out in the show and I'm not going to say it here because that's up to you to reveal. Oh, I think I, are you talking about Rolo's, uh, let's call it Rolo's ancestors. Rolo's like, right, right. And and the Adari itself. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh that, I don't know. I don't know if that was ever a came fun out. one to come up with. And, oh, do yeah. I want to share it? I think I'll think I'll save it. May, I'll decide at the end of the interview if I okay. want to share yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll do, it was we'll very do fun. Like, this like super long, silent people people yes. realize the show's yes. actually three hours long, but it's actually just nothing oh until yeah. the end. Yeah. So oh, like stay tuned. It's great. Uh, if, this is, if this was so TikTok, it, we'd say wait towards the end of the video or whatever they post all over their videos. Anyways, yes. Um, anyway, I think, it was fun. It was very freeing. It, that's it good. was a great time. Uh, freeing yeah. freeing is a very interesting uh perspective because as the GM, you have full control of everything but the PCs. Full control. But you're saying it's more yeah. freeing to just think about your character. And I think I, I, I get you on that. I feel you because I, I love playing and I'm not a fan of G. Well, I take that. I'm not trying to put down GMing. GMing is a lot of fun. It's just a little much for me. I'm, I think you're good. I, at it. But I, I see, I see where you're coming from with that. I was just curious yeah. if you want to dive any, any more into that. Sure. I, I'll just add that, you know, I really, and I think in our D and D game before we even conceived of a podcast, I thought, I always wanted to make sure that the experience and the story that you all are telling as players supersedes the adventure path in the sense that like it will always be like the, the adventure path or the adventure is dependent on you as characters. So I'm always going to put you all at the heart of the story and your relationships and things that go on. Right. So those are the like guiding ley lines for everything else that's going to branch off with the story, even though I know what the story is, in theory is in practice in the field at the table uh it's gonna be dependent on what you're doing so for me i'm as a gm i'm always thinking about well how does this impact the players am i reinforcing their story am i uh, challenging them in a way that like a writer would uh for a character you know oh now they have to face this problem or this problem you know not in a challenging way of being a like omnipotent just throw monsters at you but you know having you ask questions as your characters about what's important and what you value and things like that so those like that's a lot of stuff right to to, to, those are a lot of balls to keep in the air and when you're just rolu or you're just one player i think there's a lot to keep in the air it's just different right now you're about like your own internal journey and are you whether or not you kick a goblin in the whether or not you kick a goblin and yeah. if you do how does that feel and like the when 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 you say it and everyone else is like <gasps> and your face flushes and you're like i just made a choice i better stick with it <laughs> uh, oh god 
right? You know, I, I and, agree. I agree. And, totally agree with you. I think yeah. uh, as as a GM, well, well it's funny because I think GMing and writing. I think I've never written an AP, so don't get me wrong. But like, r- but the idea of writing an AP, you're not just writing a story. It is not a linear progression of a story. It's not a book. No way. It's not a book. It's not a movie. It is. You are writing. You. I guess technically, it's a choose your own adventure book. Is what it is. Yes. And and so, yes. but you have to write those alternative endings. You have right. to be prepared for anything and right. everything. Um, and then you're also portraying it. You know, to an audience. Yeah. Um, I also would never say that jamming is, or that being a player is easier than being jamming. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. Freeing doesn't mean easier. Freeing just meant, in my mind, there's just more of a focus. Okay. Being a player is so much easier (laughs) than a GM. (laughs) I don't know. I think being faced with the choices at hand and making them and working with a party. And also, like, for me, combat is not always... In, like that's not where my mind first goes I always go to roleplay first so if I'm not playing well in combat I'm always thinking like am I not good at combat is my character supposed to be better at combat did I like was that the the choice that my character would make and then I'm and then I also think oh I'm I'm playing a game you know like at some point I need to remember that I'm playing a game with this combat but then at the same time I don't want to like when like when I went after uh Tezronin, because Tezronin was like, oh, uh, or what was it? What's her name? Bari thirteen, uh huh. Right when I ran to try and and stop Tez, because Tez was like, I'm like, I'm gonna go attack Bari thirteen, and then I tried my attack, and then it failed, and I'm like, okay, guess I'll just. <laughs> that was a role play choice, and it failed, and I like that's not the optimizer choice, but I tried it, and I'm gonna move on, you know. Right, so. but you committed to your character and what your character would do at that time, and which is great because yeah. that's what I intended for you to do as the GM. I was like, I'm going to pull this character <sighs> away from the group using Fari 13, knowing that he's the only one that cares about them. <laughs> I fell into your trap. <laughs> yes, I you did. did. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, uh, and sinker. Wow, uh, amazing. Cool. So I guess just flat out question was, which do you prefer, gymming or playing? And the, it's okay if the answer is both. I've only played once. I'm I think I probably prefer jamming, but I'm really looking forward to playing again. Okay. If that makes sense. But the more I think about it now, I like to be honest, I just like having a cool moment or a sad moment or a funny moment and just coming like that all of our choices coming together for that to happen like that just makes me happy i'm like man that was awesome that was just cool yeah i don't care if anybody else liked it but that final episode was so emotional and (laughs) like right it's oh that was so good that was so good there's nothing like it it was great and it's i think it's i i think we've talked about this but like the four characters playing unknown treasures they started off at least knowing each other Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we haven't gotten to that bonding with the other four in un, uh, in threefold. Mm-hmm. Like it's starting, it's there. There's definitely bonds being formed, but like they weren't as close and as as rooted as the player the, the players from Unknown Treasures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I I'm sure by book six, right? I'm sure by book six we will get a similar response from everyone. And yeah, I. This isn't my interview, so. but I am so excited for threefold. Um, but speaking of <sighs> unknown treasures, I have a yeah. second cue card here. Um, oh yeah, okay. What was Rolu thinking at the end? And as a player, what were you thinking? Like, what what were your thoughts 
and, and it's interesting because for me, for you, the show you knew Unknown Treasures was built about around Rolu. We knew Rolu was the beginning and the end. We knew I like you knew what had to happen, and we were going to make it happen one way or the, another. Not saying there's any plot armor there, but like you and I had plenty of discussions of like, look, you you need to get away with the stone. <laughs> yeah, and um, I would always say, you don't know, worry about if it. He, we'll figure it yeah, out. D- yeah, if he dies, he dies. He dies. It's fine. Yeah. We'll f- we'll figure it out. Yeah. So at the end, I was well. The episode right before, right, the whole final end sequence. I was trying to figure out, which I think fits with Rolu, coincidentally, and me. Uh, was that I was trying to figure out what Rolu needs to share to build up his character to Chuck in order to get the stone to convince Chuck. Then, which is evident and you know like i would say something and then we'd move and fight and then say something and then move and fight and i was trying to go on this like moral thing and i remember i said to Vinny, i think there's something i want to say to you to get the stone from you and i'm not gonna say anything about what i'm thinking per se but i just want to add like i think i think i basically said like what is it that Chuck is interested in? Because I started to realize, like, I can't think about Rolu in this moment. And maybe Rolu needs to stop thinking about Rolu. Because Rolu's committed to Hears and everyone there, right? And Chad and all that, right? But, like... Oh, Chad, rest in peace. Chad. <sighs> yeah, poor one out for Chad. But Rolu needs to understand that, like, his ties to this crew here need to extend more than just a job and he views them as a family in a job because that's literally what he's supposed to do but also he needs to think about them as just people so that's when i started to move in well what does chalk want so up until then up up until chalk said yes i i had no idea and then as soon as chalk said yes then chalk asking terme was like oh this does go like as a player i I was so surprised. I didn't even know that was even on the table. I just was like, because Vinny and I hadn't planned anything else. Like the one thing I mean, was, what would Chuck want? As as the GM, I remember just texting you constantly, just fucking yeah. kill Chuck. Like, yeah, right, <laughs> knock, yeah. knock Chuck out yeah. and run away. That's all you gotta do. Like, <laughs> which was an option, you know, right. like that that I would try, but that ultimately, and I, oh, there was even some moment where. Something I that Rolu said to Chuck about, like, you know, we can do this and then, you know, I don't know that I want to let them get away or something. And then Chuck said, what do you mean you don't want to do that? And that and that's when I realized, like, oh, like there might be something more here than just Rolu and just Rolu and Chuck. So anyway, fast, fast forward to the very end. I was. I, the player, was actually relieved that the thing that was like supposed to happen actually happened. I was excited that Terme and Chalk came with, and I realized that Rolu would still not reveal everything, so Rolu had to be a bit cryptic about what he said and sent. And then, frankly, Will and Benny's reactions were <laughs> not what I was intending at all. And I think I'm just committed to the bit, which is that, like, you know, I'm not going to clarify anything that happens. I'd rather leave that mystery where it stands. And if we come back to it later, then we will. But the point is, is that like, I was like, oh, wow, there are just so many more. This whole time was that there are so many more repercussions to this decision 
and ideas that people have than I even thought about, right? Because I'm just I'm just thinking as Rolo, like what like what would Rolo want? Were you at all thinking during Unknown Treasures as the GM of of Will Save? Like, is I'm curious. Like, I know our conversations outside of Unknown Treasures was all this back and forth, all this like coded messaging because neither one of us. I didn't want to spoil Unknown Treasures. You didn't want to spoil. Uh, will save and, and threefold yeah. um but when you were in the middle of combat or uh, an rp moment with rolu were you thinking two steps ahead and like this is going to have repercussions in the main game and i'm i write this down because this is going to be important yeah okay that's probably i'm only that's it, the biggest answer i'm going to get it's just that's <laughs> that's that's about it <laughs> i was fishing uh, i didn't get it Um, there are things that i had to jot down or remember and i have written in random notes that i just you know like there there are just so many threads to pull and i am just always doing my best to make sure that nothing gets lost there's no errant hair string that doesn't get wrapped up somehow in the end so well uh i guess like as as almost a listener at that point um I don't know where the veil fits into here's the story. And I'm, I don't know if you're going to clarify that either. I don't, I don't know if the veil is strictly like Rolu or if mm. here's also involved with the veil. What do they call it? The veil of seers veil of the you told me not veil to Google of it. the seer. Is yeah. that what it is? Veil of the seer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna call him the veil. Cause it sounds cool. Veil of, um, yeah. The veil for short. But. Uh, yeah, just as a reminder, you know, there is the entity, Barathu entity, known as Necrawl, who is a known clairvoyant uh, predictor of major events in the Pact world. And I would say in terms of size, probably rivals Confluence, you know, and uh, the Veil of the Seer. Confluence is in like the Confluence Jira. is in the, 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 the governing entity. <laughs> yes. Wait. Oh. There's a there's a there's an online program. Yeah, like really? it's like a Jira Confluence. It's like oh. uh, like Teams. No, you don't uh, use no, that. At no, work? no, oh, okay. no, no. Okay. No, no, no. I'm I'm talking about the the fictional Barathu entity governing entity that governs. I'd have uh, to I'd have to do a culture check on on Confluence. Then I don't know. <laughs> Roll a d twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got over here. Uh, oh, I rolled anyway. too far. Yeah, that's a, that's a six. I don't know what a confluence is. Yeah, they're they're just the governing entity as Brathus can come together, right, and, and join to make super beings. Uh, and confluence is the governing entity of Brathita and by extension Leovar. Okay. So, anyway. and you're saying the veil is above them? No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying Necrawl is another entity, but in terms of like size and uh, you know computing power and like like uh, like the ability to rationalize and think then uh, Necrawl is getting close to that level. And the Veil of the Seer are just the, like, they are the interpreters, right? They are like the, they are the interpreters, they do the bidding of Necrawl. So, which hand controls which? Who wants what? It's unclear. As as a player in Threefold, I'm very curious to see when and where this is going to come out. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. But speaking of threefold, I do have this fun little cue card. Um, My last cue card seems to be geared more towards the PCs of threefold conspiracy, Uh but I think it's worth a shot anyway, so I'm going to read it as is. In 
Threefold Conspiracy, what questions or clues are you looking forward to getting an answer to the most? What do you think will happen next? John, <laughs> tell us, what do you the think is going to happen? The biggest thing that I think that I'm looking forward to is beep, beep. And the, the biggest thing that I really think is going to happen next is beep, oh beep, my God. beep, beep. Whoa, right? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And now only you know. And, and now right. you have that curse of knowledge that you have to play through knowing all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's funny. I talked to Finder about favorite books and all the other shout out to all the people who already know the uh the vast pandora's box that is threefold conspiracy in the threefold dm or gm channel on our discord and we just talk about how each book is so interesting and how they fit together so i don't want to i don't even want to say which book i'm looking forward to because i don't want to bias anybody but i'll just say that i'm just can just having a good time really looking forward to a lot of cool stuff that's coming up i think the biggest thing that you and i were talking about kev that i'll get uh transparent on is the idea of how much you add in versus how much you keep and when you're being creative you know you did a great job and i and i appreciated the what you would share with me and and your ideas and you know asking if that's you know like like does that work is that cool and just the idea that you you know, I feel, frankly, you know, like there's just some pressure to keep a cool idea going. Or if I'm going to change something, it needs to be cool. It needs to be like, wow, that was awesome. And it's an interesting just internal dialogue to work with your own creative self and say like, well, I think this is cool. I think this would be really fun. I'm just going to commit to it and go through it, right? So what I'm looking forward to is... Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to call it validation because it's not needing to be validated, but I'm looking forward to presenting things that I know are mine and presenting things that I know are the books and talking about it afterwards. And, 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 and hopefully you all like it and hopefully the, you know, you, the listeners enjoy it and just getting to share that and, and share how everything kind of comes together. Like where is your own stuff? Where is, uh, the book stuff, you know, I've talked to Adam at uh, STF about that a lot. Just asked him different things about APA. So it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing to think about. Well, I, I think, think we we kind of touched on it earlier in the show about how when you are GMing, you like to you use the AP as a guideline, mm-hmm. but the story revolves around the PCs. And I think right. uh, when I was sitting down and and reading unknown treasures for the first time that's where i was getting those ideas from was i've had you as a gm i i i take a i I respect you as a gm i've played with plenty of other gms and i think you are the first gm that i've had that made my characters feel important if that makes sense like i i've played in other games where it was just the game you know and and my character was just dropped in. It was almost like a like Street Fighter. You know, it didn't it didn't matter what what player you you or what character you picked, you were gonna do the same thing. Mm. Um, but like I, you and in in our uh, our D and D game, you opened up our D and D game with letters, handwritten letters that you bought an actual wax seal stamp for it. Like, and each of our letters was different, and it was I, I just. It was so deep that like I still don't know what is 
from the book and what is what you took from our characters and what is you know added in extra and i think that's going into unknown treasures i felt the same way i was like i want these characters to have depth to them i want them to have a reason for what they're doing um and then i i want that all to connect back to the main game and so yeah i i tried i was emulating you is what i was doing and i'll, I'll gladly admit that well i that thank you I'm just going to say thank you for that. I really, really appreciate that. And that means a lot. And to be clear, I was not fishing for that. I was just trying to be transparent about what it takes to be a GM and a player. And I'm, I'm a big fan of honesty and transparency, uh, especially when it comes to sharing, just so people know, like we like, like share as much as you want. But that being said, I'll just say it again. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And so you did, I- did a great job. Did I read that right? That's exactly what you have. That's what you had written out for me. That's yes, what you thank to say. God. Okay. okay. All transparency. No, oh, God. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. All John transparency. John wrote the script for this entire show. Um, yeah. We've just been reading. Yeah. It's great. No, I, Amazing. Amazing. John, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, is the last question I have for you revolving uh-huh. around Unknown Treasures and Threefold Conspiracy. Is uh-huh. there, and I'm willing to take off my headphones if you want, but I will <gasps> listen to this interview myself if you do that. Um, is there anything that you want to reveal or clarify or release or anything and as coded as you want it to be? Is there anything you want to say right now about either of these shows? Mm. I have a sticky note. I have two sticky notes above my computer. One of them says your brain can't picture the negative and which is like a just kind of like a oh you should like think about it that has nothing really to do with threefold the other one is towards threefold and gming in general and it just says make choices matter Hmm. and so i will just say that 99.9 percent of things in our will save main show matter to some degree there's there's always going to be a couple of layers there's always going to be something else there which doesn't necessarily mean it's like wrong or duplicitous but just there's always something else it all matters that makes me nervous Ah, <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for thank doing this you, interview, man. John. And this is actually fantastic. a surprise interview for everybody that's listening. Surprise! We did not say we were going to release this one because today, the day, same day that this is dropped, we also dropped out um, I, uh, our first recap. Um, so make sure you go and listen yeah, to that. Is a recap so for Three Full Conspiracy Book Three. It's a, it's the recap of books one and two. Um, and also next week, come back because we will have video. <gasps> wait, what? On video. Wait, wait. That- for episode. Oh, God, don't quote me on this one. 70? Oh, no. I think it's. Is this it? I think you're right. I think, I think it's, it's 70. 70. Yeah, I, I think it's 70. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's 70. Episode 70, book three. It's the first episode of book three. You expect to see our faces as we play. Unless you're listening on audio, which we still will keep and maintain our, our podcast yep. format for our listeners. So. And we'll still have our faces. You just won't be seeing them. To be clear. In case it in case anyone was in case anyone was curious about that. Or will we? Or will we? Yeah. It all matter. No, I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> you're fantastic. See you all uh, next week. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, y'all. Bye.